Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Space, the final frontier. These are the boys... I don't know whose voice I'm trying to do. I was kind of wondering, but I was gonna let you go. It wasn't quite a Picard. It wasn't a... There were, there were four lights! No, that's not even a what a great episode yeah. that was. Yeah. A Jellicoe um, guy, though, I don't know. It's, you keep coming back to Jellicoe. <laughs> what is it? What did Ed ever do you know to you? You know what? I think you're in love with Jellicoe. <laughs> that could quite possibly I, it. I think that I think could that's, be it. Why don't you just marry him? If you love him so much, why don't you just marry him? If it's a Betazoid wedding, I'm fine with whatever. The unfortunate thing is, when we get back to our 1987 movies, yeah. You're still going to try to throw that joke in there. Well, I can't, though. But I can't. No, but you will. It won't work. It won't work, but I'll still try. No, because what I love... You'll be like, so guys, we're talking about Good Morning Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Betazoid wedding in here. (laughs) No, see, as long as he doesn't doesn't, uh, ask when Patrick Stewart and Will Wheaton... That Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, that's the camera nice. angle on that one. Yeah. <laughs> see, the best part is all the references. See, we're in a reference. Can you can you wax on at a Betazoid wedding? Well, I think <laughs> everybody You kind of hope they have. I, <laughs> right? I'm going to go right out and say the nice thing about this episode, these specialty episodes, is all innuendos don't need to be explained. Right. Like not once. I don't think we've ever like like you hear guys in sports. Wesley Crusher hardly knew her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, uh, recover, recover. The inertial dampers have gone off. More security, more security. That's right. More security, more se- The inertial dampers have gone offline. Okay, but we haven't explained. Aft, one- aft shields are down twelve percent. We <laughs> one more directed. One, one more directed to the rear, and we're done for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyways, mm, but might, we're not explaining. It, it, it not, might be getting a little late. <laughs> we're not explaining innuendos. Mm, we're not explaining no. innuendos. Nope. So, but we just, we can't use those innuendos elsewhere. So I'll be, No, you know, so we're confined to the Star Trek episodes. Trying to get it in where I can. Mm, that's right. Okay. Dance what she said. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right. Well, so this is part two of our Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Uh, we are talking for a really long time. Hello, number one. <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, wait for it. More security, transport room four. More security. More security. Yeah, there's just guys <laughs> flying all over the place. That guy's awesome. It's like the wrecking, but he's a one-man wreck. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they should have sent Rogadinar into the Borg. Could you imagine that the Borg cube? Mm-hmm. It'd be like... You know those cartoons where there's just this swirling dust cloud mm-hmm. and then the guy tries to climb out and there's just his arm that reaches out. That's what it would be, you know, mm-hmm. and then there would just be... Resistance is futile. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We got this guy in the brig. We're going to just transport him directly over there, and we'll see how you think about you the whole resistance have, thing. Assimilate this. Assimilate yeah. this. You know what I'm saying here? Look More at assimilation. <laughs> More right. assimilation. Yeah, that's right. Hey, read my lips. Assimilate this guy. <laughs> yeah, all right? Okay. You guys go have fun. Hey, oh, it's your man. galaxy. Knock yourselves yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, oh boy, you get boy. like the Italians fighting the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> you want to assimilate me? You want? To, okay. Um, you talking to me? <laughs> you trying to assimilate me? Um, so we are we are the thirty something movie podcast. I have with me Pat, hey, hey. and Bo. You and uh, we are continuing our talk on Star Trek: The Next Generation. We knew this was going to be one that we talk about for a while, so we broke it up into two different episodes. And uh, this time we're going to get to our favorite episodes, top five of all time from the next generation. And uh, we're going to do one per season. So we'll pick our favorite. Because I, I know it's it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's hard. a bit of a struggle. But um, and so very, very quickly, uh, we're going to spoil the events. If you have not seen Star Trek Next Generation, too bad. Uh, we're going to talk all about uh, the episodes that we're mentioning in our top five and our favorites and all that other stuff. So um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's all on Netflix right now. Um, and then also, if you can, or if you are so inclined, give us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we would love to hear from you and subscribe to the show. If you're just listening kind of one at a time, but you want to hear more of our 80s movies that we're talking about, uh, we don't always do TV shows. This is just kind of a one-off thing because Next Generation is something the three of us really like and started yeah. in 87. Um, but if you want to catch the rest of our 80s movies, we've got some great stuff coming for the rest of the year. So go ahead and subscribe to our show through iTunes, uh, Google Play, some of those other spots, and you will get it hot and fresh every week. Um, all right, let's go ahead. Uh, that was not an innuendo. That was a, unless it's a baking innuendo. Okay. Okay. I don't know where your mind's at. Where it always is. Uh-huh. That's true. And we're right there with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to just go ahead and dive right in. Um, oh, no, you know what? Before we dive into this really, really fast, I did not say this on our last episode. I am going to say this right now because this is a, it's not like a David Bowie moment for me, but because I'm a really big zombie fan, I got to stop and have a quick little moment of silence for George A. Romero, who passed away. So, father of the zombie movie, George A. Romero. He did that zombie movie we watched, right? He did, yes. The moment of silence mm-hmm. hasn't started because I'm obviously still talking. I, I, no, it's, it's a quick moment of silence. But, okay, well, well, I'll um, be quiet now. Yeah, it's, um, and there it is. Um, <laughs> no, he did the original Night of the Living Dead, like the old black okay. and white Night of the uh, Living Dead. They're coming for you, Barbara. Um, and uh, the Day of the Dead, and, you know, what, that other one that we watched with the, uh, the zombie with the gun. Yes. Okay. Choke on it. Choke on it. That wasn't creepy at all. No, not at all. As they're like ripping the guy's intestines out. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Watch it with the kids sometime. Um, or don't. Unless, I mean, if you want your kids to ever sleep again. Uh, so, Sleep's yes. So he, I, hmm? Sleep's overrated. I'm yeah. Trying to do it as little as possible. Um, alongside work. Mm-hmm. Work and sleep. I love overrated. work. I love work. Work is fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pat's coming uh, off the deep and, end, and but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've literally been only watching Next Generation and, for the last seven days. So. And we've lost Pat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Pat's stranded in the holodeck. And Pat has gone mm-hmm. off the grid. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Pat is caught in a uh, temporal causality loop. That's right. There it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like something that you could get caught in, and I, I don't know. You don't. You don't come out the other side. I, you probably don't, unless unless you can send yourself a message in the past. There you go. 
All right. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to jump straight to. It's very Oh, because they've turned the air conditioning off in the building? Yeah. So just we'll paint a picture for you here. It's three guys. We're all growing boys here. We're talking Star Trek The Next Generation. We're in a small office in a school where they've switched off the air conditioning. It's hot, it's sweating. And we're wearing sunglasses. And we're wearing sunglasses 200 miles to Chicago. Hit it. Um, more security. More security. So uh, let's go with, I'm not going to start with the obvious one here. Let's go with ranking the Star Trek The Next Generation era movies. So there were only four of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pat, you only did two of them. Yeah. You, I did, did you not, not care the, about the other two? Yeah. <laughs> have you never seen the other two? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, have you not seen them? I, okay, so I've seen them. Okay. Um, there's, uh, Generations was cool. Mm-hmm. I like that they handed it off. You know, they've had what everybody wanted, the Kirk versus Picard, you mm-hmm. know, the whole action guy versus the whole more intellectual mm-hmm. guy. And I go back and forth. I'm like, did they oversell that Picard wasn't quite as physical as Kirk was? Or did they do it just right? Or mm-hmm. I thought they, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought the way they did it was kind of cool. Um... Guinan was in there. So, I mean, I, I thought that one was neat. You know, mm-hmm. you see the destruction of the Enterprise, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, um, the Borg one. First Contact. First Contact, yeah. That was a slick movie. That oh, was yeah. really well done. I thought that one, you know, they, they carried over. Because you had you had humor and you had horror and you had... All yeah. the right... They, mm-hmm. they did all the right things. They had things. time travel. Yes, they mm-hmm. did all the right things to switch a TV show to a movie. Yeah, I thought they they really sort of like they did with Wrath of Khan. They kept mm-hmm. with the old series. You know, they did all the right things. They maintained all the good things from the series. Yeah. and really took some nice movie cues. The other two, I mean, I know there's the one where the dude's face is falling out and they're somehow related and yeah. there's all that and they're on which the is holidays. a shame because I love him as an actor. Okay, F. Murray Abraham. Mm-hmm. He was Salieri in the Mozart movie. Oh, that, that was him. Did for eighty four. Yeah. yeah. All I remember from that movie is him going, ah! I know. You know, that's all I remember. I know. And that was from the trailer. <laughs> and that was from the trailer. And then there was the other one where, like, they meet the clone Picard. And, yes. And here's the wasted Romulan thing that right. we were talking about before. Yeah. How come the Romulans, they put the Romulans in the movie and they're just weirdos? Even the reboot of Star Trek, when the guy comes back with the tattoo on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, Nero. Nero. Yeah. They're kind of like that's just all weird. Anyways, mm-hmm. that one was was okay. I, it's I like guess. they don't know how to use the Romulans. And yeah. then we kind of mentioned that in the last episode. We we're like, yeah, they've never figured it out, and I don't understand why yeah. they've been around forever. You think someone would come up with something? Right. Do something. Do, I'm just gonna say, Deep Space Nine did a good job. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I mean, so those two movies, Jerry Taylor figured it out. Mm-hmm. The those two movies just really kind of fell short. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get too much into the continuity things, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're bringing Worf back, and if you go with the timeline, supposedly by the end of Deep Space Nine, I don't know if we need to pause for spoilers or do whatever, but in the end of Deep Space Nine, Worf takes a different career path there. I mean, and now suddenly he's back with the crew. So how did that happen? At right. least, well, Deep Space Nine timeline, I don't think Deep Space Nine was over. Where that movie sits, because but why yeah. was but why would he be back on the Enterprise, and why would he be well, all hands know? on deck? The Defiance, a badass ship, and they wanted their Klingon back. Well, but they had him back in First Contact, and they wrote it in. He showed up on the Defiant, mm-hmm. right? 
But in and I dug that. I mean, those movies mm-hmm. were great. But the but the later ones where he's still part of the uh, ship. Oh yeah, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, why was he? Yeah, back? I can't remember how they contrived because that. That's right. And maybe they didn't. It, I don't know. And and it's yeah. just that seemed to be like, I hate to say it, but that just seemed to be like they were. Maybe I have to just rewatch them. And no, they're not great. Okay, maybe don't, don't rewatch. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm rambling now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the quiet. only reason to watch those is because you have nothing else to do and you're clicking around and you're like, oh, it's Star Trek. I can do it. They're not yeah. great at and, all. And Picard clone is a young Tom Hardy. Right. Yeah. Before all of his other stuff, that he's been much better in. Yeah. So I mean, that's cool, but I don't know. The whole data right. storyline in in, Surrey, in Nemesis is horrid. The way they yeah, the way they ended Ugh. data and. What was the new B4? B4. Yeah. No. So MacGuffin-y and mm-hmm. not right. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, it was like, we got to get two more movies in. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the plots. Bam, mm-hmm. get it done. Right. And it's like. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to sacrifice a character, kill him. Right. Just do it. Just kill him. It's over anyway. Because I mean, then otherwise, his, why leave his the death door, was totally meaningless. Yeah. Why leave the door open? There's no reason for that. Right. Well, they had to leave the door open for Worf. It's there trouble. it is. Well done. <laughs> there it is. Well done. We, we established last episode that uh, Worf has trouble with doors. It is a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Proves yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think my listing is probably, and I think you kind mm-hmm. of said the same thing, mine's the same thing. First Contact is the highest of all mm-hmm. of the Next Generation movies, then Generations, then Nemesis, then Insurrection. I, I don't even think I can tell you the plot of Insurrection. Well. I might have seen it twice. Yeah, it's the one with the... Is the one where like the people are, they're aging and they're they're on a planet where you don't age? Or yeah, not. it had something to do with age. Yeah, age and but particles, the, and they were going to collect the particles and yeah. heal everybody. And right. the evil admiral was involved because okay. there's always got to be an evil admiral involved behind gotcha. the dirty dastardly plot. Right. Okay. He even kind of had a weird mustache. That's true. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I could barely tell you the plot of Insurrection. Nemesis, I I can watch. Like I'm fairly entertained by it. It's not a good movie compared to the others but you know um okay so let's jump to uh what of the characters that are in next generation which character would you most want to be oh come on will Riker. everyone wants to be will Riker. i picked picard will Riker wants to be will Riker. <laughs> do you like that was the guy that will Riker was i had just that statement just saying it we need some spreading around money data. <laughs> yep. So do you want to you want to be like his role or like that character was just awesome? Oh, he's awesome. I want to be a little Riker. That simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason I want to be Riker is so that my legs are long enough to actually swing them over a chair. And that I'm in shape enough to <laughs> right. make that maneuver? Yeah, that too. Yeah. The Riker maneuver? Yeah. I mean... The Riker attack. Mm-hmm. I, well, I got to get this on the end. My friends and I, we used to talk about that that fist, that mm-hmm. palm uh-huh. to the nose was the Well, Riker it's such attack. a Star Trek way to fight. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so... That, the two Star Trek moves. This one, and then the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Two-handed uh, mm-hmm. gut punch. That's that and the Kirk, like, WWF maneuver. Yes. Where he would jump mm-hmm. and, like, double kick the guy. Mm-hmm. And then... For those listening, Pat is doing the karate chop. Yeah, Kirk would. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, twenty fourth century fighting styles. They just haven't been developed yet. Exactly. The twenty fourth century equivalent of like drunken boxing or something like that. No, we. Dang it, Steve Space and I. We gotta just get there. Like four point nine point nine or something. Jump in my time machine and make that happen. 
I picked Picard. Hmm. I, I picked Picard as mine because um, if I'm going to be losing my hair anyway, I want it to look good. Well, when I lose man. all my hair, so yeah, yeah. I don't. I just. I, I like Picard. I didn't list him in our last episode. I didn't list him as like my favorite character. But if I had to pick somebody on that ship that I would want to be, I'd want to be Picard. Now, the person that I most resemble, or that I feel like I most resemble, not Picard. I'm not British, and I don't think I'd make a very good captain. But mm-hmm. um, so, who do you who do you most resemble? Do you think you're asking me? Okay, so I'm here's... asking both of you. I left both of these things blank, and I'm going to mm-hmm. honestly tell you why. And it has to do with the phrasing, and I'm trying to avoid my I reject the question and then answer the question stick mm-hmm. that I do with right. all these things. But like, watch your deep. phraseology. Mm-hmm. Or, what was that? Watch your phraseology. That's right. I resemble that remark. Um, it depends on what angle you come at the question. I um, think that that's I, what she said. The want to be at a Betazoid wedding. Yes. <laughs> so is that the new fortune cookie? Instead uh, of hey, maybe. at a Betazoid wedding, we'll try that next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Something, what was it? You'd always add the tag in, in bed. Or That's something. what I mean. Now it's mm-hmm. added as we're yeah. wedding. I'll try yeah. that next time. Um, <laughs> How do you catch the bouquet? Carefully. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't think we're describing that on the podcast. I'm not describing there, that. There are times where I sometimes wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> and then there are times where I don't. <laughs> Thank you for that demonstration. <laughs> I just want to say that once in a while... <laughs> well, it wasn't the, a demo. Do the, do, more... the, do the guys catch a garter? <laughs> we, we didn't need that one either. Ring toss. I want to say that anyway. like when we were doing the Google Hangout, Mm-hmm. Like every once in a while, I you know I'll I'll do the vanity search just mm-hmm. to see which kid rail on me and uh, mm-hmm. rate my teacher or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my images came up. And there's some pretty funny images, but all of a sudden there was a couple like of screenshots from the Google Hangout thing. I'm like, whoa, okay, I didn't realize that that was going to be going up there. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay, so back to the question, wanna be? It's it's funny. I never thought about that as a kid. Like I never was like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Then I recall, I was like, I oh, I don't wanna. I don't want to be Warfer. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a Picard. It was always like, could I be the captain? Mm-hmm. Or could I be the security? Or how I just, would I? I just want to be on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> or it would be like, who would I want to like hang out with? Mm-hmm. But never like, who could I? Like, I, I so I, I couldn't answer. And then the same So thing, who would you hang out with? Um, probably like the favorite characters. Okay. And, and here's, and that's the same thing with the resemble. And I know this is a cop out. Mm-hmm. But I thought that this show that each one of the characters... There were so many potentials with all their little, you know, the android trying to be human, the the outcast that's trying to fit in with the Federation and the humans, but mm-hmm. he's really, all the, you know, the sage captain. The, there's so many different things. To get back to it, it's sort of like, okay, I can see doing that. Mm-hmm. I can see falling into that trap. I wouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? That's right. the wrong, you know, like each character, there's things that I could relate to mm-hmm. and I could not relate to. And so I... I'll have to hear you guys explain yours, and then maybe I'll jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I might just cop out and say my my list. I mean, yeah, hanging out with Worf would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kind of training that you would get, the discipline and all that. Um, Picard, just because, you know, he could break things down and, and really take these big overarching questions and, and really simplify them. Um, an able, phenomenal commander. 
Rogan Danar just because the guy's a stallion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, it's it, it's it's hard for me. Though that question was really hard. I don't. I'll have to leave it to someone else on who I resemble. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as want to be, I that one, I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow! I just took like ten minutes and just said nothing for your non-answer answer. For my non-answer yeah. answer, <laughs> Picard would take ten seconds and say yeah. worlds. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess so. So who do you guys resemble? I put Worf. And and not for like not because I'm secretly a warrior that you know eats raw meat and is it the green skin? It, it, yes, no. Um, I, I said Worf because I think a lot of his a lot of his struggle to always want to try to do what's right and always do the honorable thing and and just his his intense loyalty to people and his intense loyalty to family and I I'd like. Not the warrior part of it, because I'm I'm not I'm not a warrior type person. But um, not that part of it. But the whole what should be we talked about this in the last episode. What the Klingons should be, what their culture should be of the loyalty and the family and the, all that stuff. That part, I, I think, I resemble some of that quite a bit. Not the warrior part. Not where I you know. Not that I have trouble with doors, and not that I want to fight people and mm-hmm. eat raw meat. But um, although that meat pizza you were talking about sounds really mm-hmm. good. Closest thing to Klingon food we have on Earth. Um, that's probably why. I, but sometimes I have trouble with doors too. So maybe that's why I resemble Worf. And and I did not mention this last time when we were talking about favorite characters. One of the reasons he is one of my favorite characters is the guy's voice. If I can steal Michael Dorn's voice. Oh, yeah. How about it? And, and, and I like my own voice because it's a nice deep voice. But, yeah, oh, man. Not if smooth, it's not. No, it's not. No, no, no. Because because when you hear him, I noticed this when I was watching, um, was it Sins of the Father the other day, you hear the other Klingons talk, and they're all talking like this, and all the Klingons, and I, you know, they're in the, oh, I'm a warrior, I'm a Klingon warrior, I'm going to talk like this, and I, all that. And then you have Worf come in, and Worf has this, you know, and I'm not doing it justice at all, but yeah, it's- just... His voice is so different yeah. from every other character. You could have you could have a thousand people talking in a room, and the moment he starts talking, it's like, "Ooh, Worf saying something." Mm-hmm. Everybody, listen, because you can pick yeah. that voice out of the crowd. Um, so I would steal his voice if I could, because he has an awesome voice. Yeah, he does. All right, you pick Jordy. Yep. A little awkward. Mm-hmm. A little smart. Mm-hmm. A little awkward. <laughs> it's mostly the awkward and smart. Um, but he he's also very he's also the relaxed one of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just okay. Mm-hmm. The warp so, core is about to explode, but I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hitting the buttons. I'm doing what I'm supposed right. to do. He's He's got it under control. He's very relaxed. He's very calm. He's very mm-hmm. centered. He's the anti-Scotty. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's going to mm-hmm. tell you, he's gonna, it's going to take me two weeks to fix whatever you just broke. Right. None of this whole multiplying by mm-hmm. seven. and uh, right. uh, Which is why I love like that it. episode when he and Scotty yeah. are together. Uh, you know what? Relics, I, yeah. I thought that one was maybe a little bit of like shtick. But oh, then yeah. it's like, but. It's very shticky. Mm-hmm. But when, Good. But the, when they put shticky. him back. Back to back, it's sort of like, yeah, he's not the tinkerer trying to hold things together right. with proverbial duct tape mm-hmm. and chicken wire. I mean, it's like he can engineer the thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. He's 
highly educated. He, knows yeah, what he's tech, doing. He, he can tech the yeah. tech with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I think then we are down to our. I think we're down to our last. Uh, we have one. I'm going to leave that maybe a little bit more towards the end, but. Uh, we're down to our last three categories here, and they're kind of our biggest ones. Um, so let's go ahead and start with, uh, you know, let's do. Let's start with the five worst episodes. Okay. We'll start with that one. So we'll go ahead and read off our lists, and then we can go through and pick a couple of these to talk about. Um, Pat, you didn't have any down on here, so do you? Do you love every episode of Star Trek: I The Next love Generation? Them all. Okay. I, you know. Maybe some of the first one, the first season clunkers. Mm-hmm. I think all mine are from one and two. There yeah. Might be, there might be a season mm-hmm. three episode in there somewhere. You know, like, I mean, the one where they all get the disease and get drunk. Naked. Mm-hmm. Naked now. The naked now. Yeah, and I mean, that one's, it was like, and see, I originally saw that one later in syndication. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, they're all relaxing and being silly and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But it was like, no, that was the second se- That mm-hmm. was the second episode. It was like the third, yeah, second yeah. or third Total rip-off yeah. of the original series. Okay. There's and, an episode, it's the same exact. Yeah. Right. Isn't that when Sulu started fencing everybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that one was kind of... And then also, what did they... What, I read some guy, you know, they, they go to a, a matriarchal society mm-hmm. and then, you know, Riker woos the head woman and then, mm-hmm. it, you know, like that and... In the one where, you know, he's going to marry Tasha Yar, the guy tries to get her to be a wife. And, Code of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely <laughs> horrible. Yeah. The, yeah. the race. Oh, God. <laughs> no, the, the racism. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty blatant. Abysmal. Yeah. And that's that's pretty bad. Um, so, I mean, I think I just gave a couple, two or three mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. I, I just... To be honest, as I was binging my way through this week, mm-hmm. like those are the ones that I'm just like I can super fast forward because, mm-hmm. and it's so just I just bad. never I just never mm-hmm. took time to give it much yeah. thought. Yeah. It was is like okay. So mine are and probably in this order, um, my top five worst would be my least favorite of all of them is Shades of Grey. Um, I I don't like the. Writers are on strike. We have to show right. flashbacks. I, I, right. show? I, I, the clip show. Yeah, I was yeah. Looking, looking for the right way. I was trying to say compilation show, but it's like clip show. Brutal. Yeah. I, I just, Horrible way to end I, the season. I, too. It's a, right. It's a season you, finale. And and you're and gonna coming go right show. off of the um, conspiracy episode. Uh-huh. What a letdown. Right. Oh my. Yeah. And I and I get it. I get that there was a writer strike, and I. But at well, the same time, it just like proves that twenty six episodes is too many in a season. Right. That's just me. So that could you imagine going through these seasons if you could have cut four to five episodes out, Mm -hmm. which would be a season today? Mm -hmm. Wow! Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So that one, that one, definitely my least favorite because it just there's nothing. It doesn't do anything. No, it you know it's like all those other times with every other sitcom or show or whatever that has their clip Mm -hmm. episode. Um, Not a fan. So that one's definitely my number one, my worst episode. Uh, Fistful of Datas. <laughs> does does yeah. not work for See, me. I think that at one's all. funny. Really? I have fun with that one. It's because yeah. data and the Wild West and the the, the ancient West. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The multiple duplicating datas. The yeah. the fact that the was it seven shows up everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's just some fun stuff in there, but yeah. I can see why you wouldn't like it. I oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's not that I'm not a fan of westerns. I love westerns, but I it just something about something about Worf and a cowboy hat. See, I think that's awesome. It just doesn't. Yeah, the whole thing. Honestly, if there's anything about it that's a little brutal, is some of the Alexander stuff. Oh yeah, 
but mm -hmm. know. and again, how cool is it that they continue that story into Deep Space Nine and really explore that father son mm -hmm. relationship? Mm -hmm. Well, I know we're getting away from fistful of data. Thank they, God they mm -hmm. did because some of the stuff they did on Next Generation was rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Agreed. The story needed some work. Mm -hmm. It's nice they got time to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. All right. So let's see. Uh, fistful of data's Hollow Pursuits. I hate Barkley. Oh uh, okay. I really? hate him. Oh, see, I think he's awesome. I oh don't man, and it's you know what? I think the I think I don't like Barkley for the same reasons I don't like Woody Allen. Oh, the whole anxiety thing yeah. as a as a comedy. It's, yeah, mm, no, it just it grates on my nerves. It's making fun of a real thing. But I, I, it's not even that. It's just I get sick of it after a while. Okay. Like if if a person's got some anxiety for a minute and they're and that's their character, it's like oh this situation. Blah, blah. But when it's all the time, no, that's not entertaining to me. I don't. It's not funny to me. I just don't. And then when they would bring him back for these different, and then when they brought him back in Voyager, and like, <laughs> oh, just gonna say that, kill the guy, please. I just, yeah, no. So every See, time, it's Barclay funny because I up, think I think they missed they misused him a lot. Like, there's an episode. I think it's in seven because I don't think I've come up to it in my other podcasts. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear what they say. The episode where they. Um, they basically watch the episode from the vantage point of a lesser crewman on the show. Okay. And I think Barkley could have been a really cool tie in there and they didn't use him and it's too bad. Is it the lower decks yeah. one? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So you, not a Barkley fan. Uh, Night Terrors yeah. with the, uh, the, uh, Counselor Troy yeah, the, floating around and... The, yeah. Mental uh, violation. Yes. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the one. Yep, let's not have that one ever again. Nope. Uh, and then the Naked Now, the one yeah. where everybody's get drunk and, you know, yeah. acts like they shouldn't. And, and yeah. you know, and, and, and at the time, since I watched it again, at the time I probably wouldn't have listed it as one of my least favorite, but knowing now where it shows up as the second or third episode mm -hmm. ever, how would you know enough about these characters to know that they're not acting like themselves? Right. Like, I mean, yes, you had Encounter Farpoint, so you got to yeah. know them a little bit, but it's the second episode, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you yeah. did this in season three, yeah, even season two, even at the end of season one, maybe that's a little bit better. But just yeah, was... to throw that in right away and just be like, hey, here's characters that you've known for a week. They just wanted you to know here's... data was fully functional. That was important. Apparently. Yeah, in the, in the, in the second episode, well, because it was a two, Farpoint was a two-parter. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see the one where, where, um. Well, yeah, you saw the one. You saw it. Luoxana Troy shows up. <laughs> you saw it, <laughs> and she's something. There, there's a big thing, and she is, is has <laughs> like she usually shows up for. <laughs> and the, and the way they describe it, well, but yeah, there's there's this big to do on the ship, and I don't, you guys and you got you if you don't have it off the top of your head, we have to pull mm -hmm. it up on Netflix and watch it. And it's apparently a part when it with. Betas at women that their their sex drive like quadruples, mm -hmm. and they're sitting there, and Troy and Riker are sitting there and talking to, to Captain Picard about it, and it's just like that is the right timing for these suddenly out of characters because like we've established he's the crusty old you know yeah. da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. and then Riker and, and Troy are describing this and she's like well this can happen and he's like you didn't tell me it could go up by as much as that she goes well I didn't want to frighten you and it, and then they're like <laughs> looking at each other and it's like 
whoa. I, and even as, like, I was 12 or 13 when I saw yeah. it, I was like, whoa. And then Picard decides to go hide out in the, yeah. in the holodeck. In the holodeck. And, you know, Picard doesn't do the mm-hmm. comedy thing. Right. Patrick Stewart can. But, right. And do you, do you guys remember this? So so you oh, had yeah. that whole humorous thing, like you're going a little bit more mm-hmm. risque than you're used mm-hmm. to. And then all of a sudden he's in the holodeck. He goes, I need something nice and relaxing. And the guy comes in and there's the exchange with some gangster. And the guy's like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to blow your brain. And he pulls the gun. He's like, wait, 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 computer, computer. No, I think we're going the wrong direction here. I don't think this is the right direction. So the computer tries again. And then, of course, he's like in the holodeck and everything's relaxing. I see the guy pulls out the gun again. He's like, computer, stop. No, no, this, this isn't what I want. Reset from time index so-and-so, and please can you... And at that, before he even sits down, the door kicks open. The guy's got a Thompson submachine gun. He's like, that's it, Dix, you're going down. He's like, freeze, you don't... And, I mean, the look on, on, on Patrick Stewart's face, he's just like, freeze program. This is not what I want. It's, it's really funny because you've had three years of not. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wow, these guys are stepping out and showing sure. you know, the funnier side. And at this, I want to say, came just on the heels of when... Q threw them out with the Borg and 20 mm-hmm. people had died off the ship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so many, the, the, yeah. yeah. yeah the, it's just bad at timing. All right. Well, that's my list. But what do you got? Well, we've talked about Code of Honor already. Mm-hmm. We don't need yeah. to touch on that. Haven was the uh, counselor Troy meets her husband-to-be, a marriage arranged by a father, mm-hmm. the Enterprise mm-hmm. encounters a ship deadlier than any combat could provide. It's just... More first season dribble, mm-hmm. and it's a Loaxana episode, and God love Major Barrett Roddenberry, but that character just grates on me. Mm-hmm. There's very little of her that is helpful. Um, the Child, another <clears throat> weird Troy episode from early on, where she's mm-hmm. pregnant with an alien yeah. baby, sort of ball of light weirdness mm-hmm. just so original series trekkie weirdness you're like what is happening to me right now and then data's day it's funny that i don't like this because one of the things i like about the show is once in a while you get to see everyday life on a starship and that's kind of what data's day was supposed to be mm-hmm. it was just so clunky the scene with him miles and keiko and 10 forward is just cringe worthy <laughs> you're watching what's happening right now mm-hmm. I'm so glad the writing between those two improved by the time they got on Deep Space Nine because some of the stuff, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Like, you just meet these two. You just find out that Miles has a fiancé, and all of a sudden they're getting married, and Data's giving her away, and it, it's like it's all thrown at you because mm-hmm. there's no character arc, and it just, wow. All right, well, let's go from our five worst to uh, let's do uh, let's do our favorite. Well, let's see. Can we do favorite episode by season first? Or you want to do favorite of all time first? Let's do favorite of all time. All right. We'll all right. This. Okay. So uh, top five episodes, favorite of all time. So, Pat, why don't you go ahead and do yours? Favorite of all time. Okay. Fistful of Datas, the Naked <laughs> Now. But okay. Um... <laughs> Okay. You, you are the next time I have a Betazoid wedding, you're not invited. You're not invited to the Betazoid wedding. Okay, uh let's see. So first of all, I you would can be s- the ring bearer. <laughs> Better than being the ring bearer. Oh you don't you don't get a pillow. You don't get a pillow. It's <laughs> ring toss, John. <laughs> Who's catching the bouquet? All right, so Where up first, top five episodes. Conundrum. 
I, I and here's Clinch. here was my dilemma with the top five episodes. I had like us all, we had twenty. I, mm-hmm. I had twenty different lists, yeah. and so finally I picked. Okay, I can't pick which one is the best acted. Which one is the this one? I had to just pick the five episodes that stuck in my head mm-hmm. from when I was a kid that I loved that I still reference in the whole thing. Conundrum. Uh, are we doing just the top one or the top? Just shoot. Yeah, no, go through. Yeah. Uh, Conundrum. I love it. It it <clears throat> it explores people with. What was that um, nature versus nurture? Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. thing, and it seems to strip away the nurture in this one because this is this they're they're all beamed and they all have the amnesia, and then that one guy appears and they're trying to grab the Enterprise and go beat their enemies mm-hmm. or whatever. And so each character starts acting like who they would be if the vestiges of society were were kind of pulled away, and I just thought that was a real cool study, like Captain Picard. The most capable leader on the ship. He's the one just quietly on the computer working. Hey, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but I think this is a good idea. And no one listens to him? Okay, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Or if it's really important, he just has his way of putting it in there. I have the sash. I must be in charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then, and then, uh, uh, Worf stepping mm-hmm. up and being a little bit more commanding. Riker just being like, let's check this thing out, man. <laughs> and and then the fact that he and Rolaren, who completely are at odds... Mm-hmm. They end up not being at odds for so much. Mm-hmm. And it's really like, it, it's just a very cool study. And, um, and I've always I've always thought that that's cool. Like, what would happen if we all had amnesia? How would we all respond? Mm-hmm. Well, we would all want to get with Michelle Forbes. Yeah, I think it, that's... That, that, would be, that would be the thing. But <laughs> it's like, come would, on. You, would you be the guy that just says, okay, that's fine? Or would you guys be the guy that has to be in under... Yeah. So mm-hmm. that one was cool. Um, I put on um, Redemption. That one could possibly go on or off or whatever, but I'm going to leave it on there because I thought the Klingon Civil War was cool. Again, mm-hmm. the constant theme that I've liked about Next Generation, it just opens up that Klingon world. Yeah. And this is great with that. You have the Romulans, you have the Federation, uh, there's battles, Klingon Bird of Prey is there, and it's that's cool. Um, the Hunted. Your boy, Rogan Danar. Rogan Danar. I mean, <laughs> that episode, I just think it is cool. Top to bottom. How he works his way through the ship, and they just can't catch this guy. Mm-hmm. And every time they think, like, I would love to live my life. Like, I can't do that. Like, I wish I could figure out, like, be three steps ahead of just one person. And he's <laughs> three steps ahead of the whole ship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, by the time they get him, oh, no, we were just, he was just luring you mm-hmm. to this part of the ship just so he could blow it up and go to the other part of the ship. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Um, and also, the way they played off the... Um, Wait, the, did I get those flip-flopped? I called them out in different order. But oh, that's yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of calling them out in different order than yeah. I listed. But that explains it. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I talking about the right episode? <laughs> yeah. I am not. Um, I am. Okay, good. The, the Freaking hunt, me out. That's right. But but uh, but I liked it that it got into some of the philosophies like of the non-interference. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you're mm-hmm. just like, come on, step in. No, nope, we can't do this. Yeah. But the way he played it was so right because he like stepped back and, hey, you guys are going to have to figure this out. I'm not helping you one way or the other. You know, you're going to have to deal with your mm-hmm. veterans that you've, you know, wounded stuff. Um, so I like that. Yesterday's Enterprise, cool. Just mm-hmm. seeing, you yeah. know, it asks the what if. Mm-hmm. Tasha Yar shows up again. Yeah. It's cool. It sets up a whole, like, mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. that, wow, how did that, you know, where her where Sela comes about and mm-hmm. that throws everybody on their ear. Uh, Guinan, it, it explains mm-hmm. a little bit more about what, what she's capable of. Shooter McGavin. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's it. Um, the battle sequences are awesome. Yeah, and just Captain Picard, but not the the philosophizing, but just the battle cry, like mm-hmm. let every, you know, let everybody remember Enterprise, mm-hmm. and you know, it's all right. And then finally, the wounded. Um, it, it exposes a little bit more of that Federation Cardassian kind of history. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought the Maxwell character was cool. O'Brien gets a little bit more explanation that they expanded Deep Space Nine, where he was just this. He was kind of just like a tactical, you know, soldier guy that started tinkering. And they say in DS9, the reason he became the engineer is he had to fix the transporter to save his squad or something like mm-hmm. that. From, And so I, I thought that one was very cool. And just how they, they incorporate the tune, the minstrel boy, and how, you know, he, this captain is misguided, but he's just trying to do the right thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, boy, I'm, I'm going to lose this one. And just when you think, well, okay, he's done... Picard delivers that soliloquy to the to the Cardassian guy, and he says, "We're not, we're not, we can have our pity, but we're not going to forget about him. And what's more, we know you're up to something, and we're going to be watching you. So get ready. You know, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, that's just that whole episode was pretty cool. So, and those are the ones that I think, if I had not re-binged this week and mm-hmm. had not watched for thirty years, I would probably remember those five, yeah. like clear. Sure. You know, so that's how I had to select because otherwise, mm-hmm. like your lists are." Oh, yeah, those are all awesome, yeah. you know, so. Anyways. All right. Well, my top five, and I think I think these are in order. Um, my number one, I put the best of both worlds, and I, I have a little asterisk next to that, and I kind of I think I mentioned that in our last episode. I view that as being a three-part one because I like to tack on the family episode where Picard goes back to Earth yeah. and he spends time with his brother. Um, I kind of like to tack that one on to the end of as like a – you're not, you're not the only person that, that does that. Okay. I, they've talked about it on the other podcast. Have they? Okay. Well, I see, and see, that gives me another reason to go listen to the other podcast. So. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I tack that on as like an epilogue to Best of Both Worlds. So I, I throw that in there as a, a three-parter. Um, all Good Things. I remember watching that. Like, I remember seeing the previews for it when it was about to come out. Knew the show was ending. And I was like, you're kidding. Alternate realities? Yes. Thank you. I, I will be there. Time travel? Yes. Um, Gray bearded Riker, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Let's let's do this. So you know, anytime it, it doesn't matter if it's Star Trek. Anytime there's time travel, anytime there's alternate realities, I, I am hooked. It's like you and motorcycles. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. If Bam. if they've got that, then we're in. So all good things. Definitely, that's probably another reason I like First Contact because there's time travel and there's right. yeah. Um, so definitely all good things. And then just the, the structure of that episode where they've got to figure out it, it, the fact that it was all backwards, mm-hmm. that it was what they started in the future was working backwards to affect the past. And I was like, that's really kind of clever. That's cool. All of your other time travel stuff is what you do in the past messes up the future. But in this case, it's backwards. It's right. what you did in the future is now rippling backwards towards the past. Yeah. So I, I like that way. And I like the fact that they brought Q back for the end. I mean, that I, I, I can't think of a better way to end this series. You started with Q, you end with Q. And, of course, they're going to have more adventures. But in terms of the seven years of Next Generation, that's the perfect way to end it. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> um, one of the earliest... Probably one of the earliest episodes I vividly remember watching and I vividly remember absolutely loving is also another time travel one. And, and, and I was trying to think earlier today. I didn't go look it up because I can't remember what year it is. 
What year did Groundhog Day come out? Ooh, good one. Was that 94, 95? I'm going to have to look it up because I, I should know this. Because cause but... and effect is basically next yeah. generation's Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty certain I saw this before I ever saw the movie. 93. Groundhog. Oh, 93. Okay. Um, but I vividly remember this being one of the earliest Star Trek The Next Generation episodes that I watched when I was like, I need to start watching this show regularly, was I saw this. And I, and I vividly remember this episode, and I just remember just being in awe of the idea that, you know, before you even get to the, the opening titles, the Enterprise has exploded. And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. And then it starts over, and I'm like, they're going to show us how we got to this point. Yeah. And then they do, and it explodes again. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Swing and a miss. <laughs> like, okay. And then it keeps going. And it's and it keeps going. And I don't remember, does, does it repeat like five times? Uh, more than that, I is feel Is it more? Like, like five or six times. Yeah. And, and I was like, I really like this. I like, I, I like the whole idea of... You know, you got the same thing happening, but, you know, there's little tiny differences. Like, they're starting to notice it now. And, like, and the whole idea of being able to send a message back to themselves so they can try to fix it. And I just love that episode. And the fact that the you have the old ship from the past come through. Well, how long have they been in there? Long time. Like yeah. 80 years, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, and I love how they keep getting the deja vu. Wait a minute. And the card scene. And the way mm-hmm. they do the music and everything. Wait a minute. You're going to have a five of hearts, a mm-hmm. queen of spades. The, you know, they go around it. Just the way they put those things in was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that this is one of those episodes that I love, and it's on my list, so mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing it to say this, but it's one of those moments when you feel the, the drag of episodic television because you want the reveal to be better. Mm. I feel like there was so much buildup, and then they rushed to the end. Mm. Um, I feel like there should have been a... Maybe one more loop okay. where where they where data sends himself the wrong message or an incorrect message. Okay. They, Whereas, he, they finally figure out, oh data, you can send yourself a message. Mm-hmm. And then he sends himself a message and 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 I feel like the message he sends he just sends the number three. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he turns back and he looks at Commander Riker and he sees the three pips on his neck and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I, I, too some about it that's not right. Too convenient. Yeah, it, really three. That's first of all. There's a lot of things on that that could be three. Mm-hmm. Like three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it, you wanted one more loop or two more loops where they could get it wrong again, mm-hmm. so you could narrow down the thing. Or, mm-hmm. And honestly, if you can send <clears throat> yourself three. Couldn't you send yourself Riker? Your data, for cripe's sake. If yeah. you like mm-hmm. yeah. three. Mm-hmm. If the message was Riker, I'm like, oh, okay, that's easy. Right. Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. And it's one of, you just needed like <clears throat> one more loop where mm-hmm. they got it wrong again. And mm-hmm. then, because if he gets the three and still gets it wrong, oh, okay. Right. You know, oh, I don't know. I just needed yeah. one more mm-hmm. something out of it. Mm-hmm. I love the episode because you're right. The buildup is great, <clears throat> the, the deja vu stuff is awesome. But the payoff, mm-hmm. come on. So here's my question. If they do the tractor beam yeah. and it doesn't work, and the other option is to decompress the uh, the aft hangar bay, and that works, and when they actually do it, they do both, why could they not have done both to begin with? 
Can you not? Is there like some control that's like, no, when we fire the tractor beam, it will not allow us to open the hangar, hangar yeah. bay door. I mean, right? it's, it's definitely one of those where you're like, at the end, you're like, oh. Suggestions. <laughs> I think we should do this. I think we should do this. Make both so. Do it. Yes. <laughs> See, great example. Instead of yeah. sending himself three, he sends a two, and that means you're supposed to do both. Right. <laughs> that almost works better right. than sending yourself three right. and you magically equating that to mm-hmm. the command insignia on the man's right. neck. Right. And then at the very end, you get the reveal of uh, Captain Fraser Crane from the USS Bozeman. Yes, we do. Right. And a he's little, a slightly, listening. A slightly overweight. Yes, and he's listening. Captain, yeah. <laughs> I will go on the record saying if these episodes, which are 40, 44, 44 minutes, minutes yeah. long, were as long as the original series episodes, mm-hmm. which were 57 minutes long, mm-hmm. could you think of how much more per episode yeah. you would get? I oh, mean, yeah. isn't that scary? Like, you watch mm-hmm. original series, an hour-long show mm-hmm. was like 57 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like 43 or 44. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... They're wow, 44 that's a yeah. lot They're of 42 and change now. Mm-hmm. They're even shorter now. Yeah. When you watch these in syndication on TV... They have to pop the credits up in a window, mm-hmm. start the next episode, because mm-hmm. they overlap too tight because of all the commercials. It's mm-hmm. insane. The only thing, so I, I love Cause and Effect, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, um, which is why it's on this list. My only thing, and I just watched this again earlier today, because it was like, I, that's on my list, and I have not, of all the ones I've rewatched, I have not rewatched Cause and Effect, so I was rewatching it earlier today uh, when, I, when I was having lunch. And they get to the part where the Bozeman comes in. And the Bozeman is from 80 years ago, so it's 20 years after the original Enterprise. So it would still be around the same time of Kirk and Spock. And it, the moment a this is Captain John Luke Picard of the of the Federation Starship Enterprise, I kind of feel like of all the times that Kirk and Spock and McCoy have saved the galaxy, that the moment you hear the word Enterprise and it's not Captain Kirk, why would the Bozeman's captain not be like? Captain Picard? What do, you, what do you mean, Captain Picard? Don't you mean Kirk? Well, I think you can There's, see on his screen that that ship don't look like anything he's well, ever I know, seen before. But it's like, once you hear the word Enterprise, I would mm-hmm. kind of think that yeah, maybe. as well-known as Enterprise is, you'd have you somebody also be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you also got to figure, Starfleet, best and brightest, the Bozeman knew they were in a loop mm-hmm. by now. Maybe. They just couldn't get out of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And if you know you're in a time loop, I think whatever mm-hmm. happens when you get out of there... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever, man. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, how strong those feel after 67 years or whatever? How strong those feelings of deja vu and we've done this before and everything. Holy buckets. So so basically for the Bozeman, it was Groundhog Day. Yeah. The captain is there learning the piano and, you know, sleeping with every woman on the ship. (laughs) That's what I would do. Walking up and punching the insurance salesman. Golfing through the Stargate. Mm -hmm. You know, the usual. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. You know, dropping a toaster in the sonic shower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I want to see an entire episode of just what happened on the Bozeman <laughs> while they were stuck for 80 years. There's fan film. Here's your fan film. <laughs> there you go. Maybe your mm-hmm. web comic. <clears throat> there you go. I'm going to make that and just call it Bozeman. I definitely would be, what you say, golfing through the Stargate? Golfing out there. <laughs> Did you ever watch Stargate? <laughs> not the show. The movie, okay. But not so the show. Richard Dean Anderson's character, mm-hmm. Jack O'Neill, there's a time loop episode of that because every sci fi show has one. Right. Yeah. And one of the things he does is they fire up the Stargate, he hauls out his golf clubs, and he's whack! Oh, that's <laughs> whack, funny, man. Really got a hold of that one. <laughs> it's just awesome. Because he knows in 10 minutes, and reset. Yeah. You know? That's funny. It's mm. good. Oh, boy. All right, we'll finish off my list. Uh, Sins of the Father. Um, the the Wharf one. I, yeah. I just really like that one. Yep. All the, the Klingon culture, all that other stuff. Um 
And then I had a different episode as my number five up until this morning. And then I changed it um, because I watched Unification Part 1 and 2 yesterday. Okay. And I had not watched that since probably the 90s. Originally, I had Offspring, hmm. the one where Data built his daughter. Okay. Because I really like that one. And yeah. I like how that one ends. And because your kid pulled your heartstrings. Really. And, and, and yeah. Nora watched it with me. And she's like, Dad, I hope they don't take his daughter away. And I'm like, they're not going to. But I'm not going to tell you what happens. Um, and she fell asleep before the episode ended. So now I got to, you know, explain to her what happens. Um, <clears throat> and Sharon just gave me this look after yeah. Nora was sitting there watching it with me the other day. And we had to stop kind of halfway through yeah. the episode. Uh, Nora comes walking through the house at one point And she's like, Dad, do you think that maybe sometime later after we have supper, can we watch Star Trek The Next Generation again? Because I want to find out what happens to Lal and like what she learns from her father, Data. And do you think that maybe like she will learn something different from Worf because he's not like the other people? And Sharon's just looking at me like, what have you done to me? How does she know what Star Trek is? <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? What did you... <laughs> and what did so you do, Ray? And, and so, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's, what'd you do, John? What'd you do? Um, and so now anytime like I put on Star Trek or I even turn on Netflix, Nora's all of a sudden like, are we going to watch Star Trek? We are now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so originally Offspring was on there, but then yesterday I was watching Unification Part 1 and 2, and like... That's a good episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that two part, that's really good. And the whole stuff, not even the Romulan stuff, it's a decent Romulan episode. You know, we kind of talked about yeah. how they don't use the Romulans as well as the they Romulans. should. Um, but the, the Spock, bringing Spock in there, and the whole thing with Spock and his father, mm-hmm. it, I like that. I like that stuff. So I, I put that one in as my number five on my list. All right. So my first three were the same as yours. Best of mm-hmm. both worlds, all good things, cause and effect. I think we've talked about those. Pat talked about yesterday's Enterprise. It's just fun. The Yar stuff, the just the different uniforms, the darker Enterprise, that's all awesome. And then number five, a much talked about episode in the in the first episode of this podcast, uh, Chain of Command. Mm-hmm. It's a quintessential um, There are four lights. <laughs> quintessential Patrick Stewart. He's he's just awesome in there. The the whole and then at the end, when he admits, you know, at the end, <coughs> I really thought maybe that would work. <laughs> and he just, you know, admits to just having maybe possibly lost his grip. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jellicoe's Riker stuff is interesting character development. Um, it, when I first watched it, I thought this was finally going to be the push for Riker and he was going to actually jump ship for the mm. next season. Um, and I, I, I kind of like Ronnie Cox. He, he's mm-hmm. an actor. He's very good. Yep. Um, and he played that role perfectly. We just watched the first the, season of Deadwood. Nice. Yeah. And he plays uh, Wild Bill. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the thought of Beverly Crusher being a third person on the away team is ridiculous, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the interesting why because she's a redhead yeah that's it okay um the interesting machinations they go through just to get there i feel like you know if, if the federation really wants to get you there don't they have a better way so the, like mm-hmm. any episode it has its faults but i think it's just most of the good stuff is in episode uh, part two mm-hmm. when, when patrick stewart is doing his thing and when when Jellicoe's doing his thing, when he's standing off against the Cardassians and he's you know, showing his mm-hmm. 
doing his thing. I will say the uh, the whole four lights, five lights thing mm. is actually a, a an homage to one of my favorite books, 1984. Mm-hmm. There's a part where he's being tortured and he holds up uh, he holds up five fingers, uh, or no, he he tells him, you know, I, tell me that I'm holding up five fingers, and he's only holding up four, and I think eventually uh, Winston yeah. from 1984 does kind of cave and say, yeah, you're holding up four fingers, it's really only a five. And, but yeah, that's kind of kind of where that comes from. Nice. All right. Okay. So, last little bit here. Uh, favorite episode by season. So we've already talked about some of these. So I think some of these we can kind of jump through kind of quickly. But um, so favorite episode by season. So starting with season one, going on through season seven. Uh, why don't we go ahead and Bo? You want to go ahead and start us off and do yours? Uh, season? Are we doing? <clears throat> Everybody's from yeah, one season. Ahead, yeah, go ahead and do all of them. Oh, okay. So all of mine? Yeah, go ahead and do okay. Actually, um, you know what? Let's go by season. Yeah. So season one. What's yours from season one? Conspiracy. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a good one. Something that they could have chosen to do more with and didn't. Yeah. A little bit of a wasted opportunity. Yeah. I think it was a two-episode arc, maybe mm-hmm. three total yeah. throughout the season. But just a great payoff early on just to show that we're not just going to see... Um, Duncan Beta Z weddings. Exactly. <laughs> we're not just going to see weird planets, and we're not just going to go meddle in other people's problems in mm-hmm. this in this version of Star Trek. We're going to have some of our own. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think the original series made it back to Earth, except when they time traveled. I'd have yeah. to check that, but I in my head, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it was just nice to see, you know, dealing with our own issues as opposed to imposing mm-hmm. our will on other planets. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice. Yeah. All right, Pat. You and I both had the battle. I I just really like that one. It was really cool. Like the whole of being on the stargazer. And yeah. The, I, Ferengi are not always my favorite, especially in Next Generation. Yeah. Talk They're about another. Favorite. They took a while <coughs> for them to get their footing mm-hmm. with the Ferengi. Deep Space Nine. And, and you know what? Well, Deep Space Nine at the beginning, and even on Netflix when I was going through and re- rewatching Deep Space Nine, maybe like a year or two ago. As it got into later seasons, when I knew it was going to be a Ferengi-centric episode, I, I kind of skipped it. Right. It got to the point where I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more Quark right now. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll pass through this one real fast. Um, but Next Generation, I just yeah. was not a fan of the Ferengi in that one. But just, I love this episode. Yeah. Like the whole... The Stargazer was yeah. a different looking ship. It yeah. was kind of exotic. You know, that Another was cool. Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great performance you know, by Patrick just... Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. It's cool. Uh, Season two. Pat, what about you? Let's start with yours. Season two. Uh, Matter of Honor. Talked Mm -hmm. about it before. Riker serves on a Klingon ship. Opens Mm -hmm. up the Klingon world. Mm -hmm. Um, Where are your loyalties? Mm -hmm. So I ask you again. Where are your loyalties? Yeah, it's just just cool lines. Cool uh, show off of Riker and his abilities. and Awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, So mine for season two is Q-Who. Uh, mainly because um, mainly because it's the first appearance of the Borg. They've been mentioned before, or their effect is mentioned before. Um, but I just I love how I love how they're introduced. I love how it's the Q shows up, and you're thinking, all right, it's gonna be another Q episode, and he's gonna do his little mischievous stuff. And but then he does the whole thing of of like you know I just, I just want to join the crew. I just want to be a member of the crew. I just I want to contribute. You need me. And then they go through the whole thing. We don't need you. We really don't. He's like, sure. 
yeah, no, we don't we don't need you. We, we're fine. We, our whole mission is to explore strange new worlds in it. Okay. Yeah. Boom. And they get zapped off to, you know, yeah. far corner of the galaxy. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to disappear for a little bit. And uh, you guys tell me if you don't need me anymore. And then get introduced to the Borg and just that whole beginning. Because I, I would have seen, I would not have seen this first. So I would have treated this like a prequel yeah. to Best of Both Worlds. Because I would have seen Best of Both Worlds first. And then I would have seen this one. I was like, that's kind of a cool way to introduce it. So. It's so say from malevolent little dickhead, the Borg may never yeah. have killed everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's funny because, you know, 20 people ended or 18 people ended up dying and mm-hmm. they didn't come back to life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end, shows off Guinan. I mean, mm-hmm. and she and she's got her hands up. She's like ready to fight Q and Q's mm-hmm. scared of her. I, I mean, I love that part. That and is like so cool. He turns around and it's like, it, it's almost like a cat arching its back yeah. at something like it's, it, it, it doesn't like, it's like, yeah. why is she here? And then kind of, you know, she's got the whole, her, her hands, hands up. up. She didn't like, even have what? a big space gun. Well, I know. Remember but, her big space gun from later? Yes. Well, then, and then she awesome puts, space guns. but she puts her hands up. And I remember watching that for the first time and thinking, what's she going to do? Yeah. Like, does she have some kind of a power here? Is yeah. it, is this going to be like, so be it Jedi. And she starts it's, zapping him or did yeah. yeah, and then and then when she, when Picard's like, so what do you know about these creatures? All I know is that you should turn tail and run as yeah. fast as you can. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but they don't listen, and mm-hmm. see what happens. No. Yeah, good episode. Mm-hmm. Elementary, dear Data, I mm-hmm. am a sucker for Sherlock Holmes. I'm a sucker for mm-hmm. Star Trek. Um, it's not a surprise that anytime I hear Nicholas Meyer and Star Trek, mm-hmm. I want to see it because, yeah. That's enough. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it does tick off a story arc with Moriarty and the holodeck and the whole question of what's alive and what's not. So there's all those deeper meanings and stuff. That give me Sherlock Holmes and Star Trek. And I'm mm-hmm. did, did Dr. Pulaski pick on Data for like the first half of that season? Oh, she did mm-hmm. not like the fact that it was he like was too much talking robot. Yeah, it was like oh, enough, mm-hmm. enough. You're she was totally shit. she mm-hmm. was totally the get off my lawn old lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until one episode where we catch her in 10 forward, half pissed drunk, and all of a sudden she was cool. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out why they wrote her that way. I still, even after listening to two separate podcasts, I don't feel like I'm even closer to being enlightened as to mm-hmm. why they wrote her that way. It's, that was actually something, uh, the, the writing and some in, inconsistent writing, that was something I was going to mention originally when Offspring was my number five mm-hmm. uh, episode, was the way Picard is written in that one. Versus the way he's written in The Measure of a Man, Man. where he defends Data's right Mm -hmm. to exist as a sentient being. And then in the beginning of Offspring, when he finds out that Data has built a daughter, like he he starts into this whole thing of like, well, it's not a person. And it's not. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just a little while ago, you were like Mm -hmm. almost to the death going to defend Data's right to be a sentient human being or to be a sentient creature and being. And now not so much. It isn't like what are we like six weeks later and you changed your mind or yeah. so I yeah that was kind of a another yeah. inconsistent thing that I picked on r- right away as I was watching that I was like whoa 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 that's not the same guy all right uh, what about season three uh, yesterday's Enterprise mm-hmm. enough said yeah we've sins of the father for mine talked about that one well, hunted hunted loved it your buddy yep <laughs> yeah that was cool episode. Uh, season four, we got best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. The whole Picard getting—that's something I like. I never would have thought they were going to do. Awesome. It was like yeah. to kidnap Picard and turn him into a Borg, and, and at that point, it was totally under the impression that 
when the board gets you, it, I mean, it's like a zombie thing. When mm-hmm. the board gets right. you, you're done. Like, there's yeah. no way you done yeah. to save you from that. Right. So, and, at and that point, turns. especially as a kid, I was like, you can't come back from that. How do you, yeah. And the season finale, <coughs> excuse you. me. Yeah. And the yeah, season yeah. finale, he, like, when turns. He turns and, yeah. and then, and, and they did not pull a t- double-ended lightsaber episode one type of thing where they revealed that in the preview. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was like, they're fighting the Borg. And it was mm-hmm. like, you had no idea Picard was mm-hmm. That was cool. And then at the, I mean, you know, I probably watched this when it was shown back to back as a rerun, but I cannot even imagine at the oh. time end, ending the season like that mm-hmm. and then having to wait. And oh, I want to, and I want to say that it's I killer. don't like. I remember when Unification came out and mm-hmm. they had the trailers. Leonard Nimoy will return, mm-hmm. and it was like, dude, I can't wait to watch this. Mm-hmm. And my buddies and I were like, we're gonna home, but I think I remember when this came out, and yeah. I remember seeing the, this when it was, it was like. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, and then wounded was yours. Wounded. I talked yeah. about that one before. Yeah. So that one was. All right. Season up. five. You guys bought that conundrum. Yeah. Which we talked about. Yeah, talked fantastic. About. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause and effect was mine for season five, which we already talked about the uh, Groundhog Day of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, season six. Uh, Bo, you and I had Chain of Command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Pat's choice here. So Schisms. Good. Oh my gosh! I don't. I don't like horror movies, and that's oh, like the horror movie episode, isn't it? So good! Holy cow! And then, yeah. and with the what I dig about this is that just, just the way they uncover this, it's like peeling uh-huh. back an onion. Well, this. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to the holodeck. Let's figure this chair out, and then that chair just mm-hmm. becomes more and more evil. And then, oh no, the light is like this, and that becomes more evil. And here's the background noises. And then it's cool. It's it's a it's a start. It's it's Star Trek. They're in space, but it's about alien abduction in space. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and then how cool is the wrap up? It's just like, okay, Riker, we're going to give you this thing. You're going to stay awake, and we're going to give you a big phaser, and you can go back and like. And sure enough, he comes out, and like he's in that dream world. And I just remember the two things that freaked me out in the show the most was one when they said, dude, your arm's been severed and reattached. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what? Wait, what? That, and then when he goes that. back and he's awake and he's looking around and there's the, the, the other crewman is like laying on the bed and they're like making her arm move involuntarily. Mm-hmm. For some reason that just, it's like a marionette <clears throat> thing. So what's the first thing you do? Pulls out the phaser and just starts mm-hmm. blasting away <laughs> the L's. I'm like, yes, finally, we're just going to blast people. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. What a great show. And that would have been like a Halloween episode. At yeah. the time, because I, I looked it up and it came out October 19th of 92. Dang. I didn't sleep for a month. <laughs> that one, what was the other one? Um, oh, man. What was the other one where Data was having nightmares? Oh, of those. Yeah. What is that one? Um, um, but he uh, was seeing those, like, creatures on their bodies, right? You, well, he and has any, like, like, he opened up his stomach. There was an old telephone in there. And, oh, yes. And they were eating um, the. The Troy cake? The, the, yeah, yeah the, the, the peptides. Peptide, peptide cake, yeah. Isn't that all good things? No, no, no. I was, I was just uh, watching. What was that one called? But didn't he stab Troy? I, maybe. Yeah, he stabbed her in the turbo lift. He stabbed her in the turbo shit. <laughs> was, was, was that a debate wedding? <laughs> Phantasm. <laughs> Cellular cellular peptide cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you said schisms. It made me think yeah. phantasms. Schisms. And, yeah. After, after 
Season yeah. seven. I mean, the turbo shaft. There yeah. was some serious fan that's why, going. <laughs> that's why I was having it all messed up. It is a season seven episode. Yeah. And we haven't gotten there in my podcasts yet. So I okay. was. Yeah, admittedly, I have, because I was because I've been watching it along with the podcast. Mm-hmm. I um, this would have been the next year's Halloween episode. So right. the year after schisms, right? You have phantasms. The next Halloween, that's the cellular peptide cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that scene where Doctor Crusher is drinking out of Riker's head yeah. with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Worf is sitting there eating the cake. Yeah. In the intent forward. Yeah. Which is funny because at some point around there, Warf- he and Eater. Troy are uh, a cellular peptide cake with mint frosting. Would you like a bite? <laughs> he and Troy start knocking the boots. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, you must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> Remember when Worf had to deliver the baby? Yes, that was pretty mm-hmm. darn good. When the ship goes yep. completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, you must put. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you must push now. Oh, all right. Uh, and season seven, we all said the same thing. Yeah, all we all said all good things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great episode. And then you get to jump back and forth from mm-hmm. beginning where they are in season seven and then jump forward to the future. Um, all right. So I think that I think we've run down. The only other question we had left was if you could take one piece of Star Trek, the next generation technology and have it really exist today, what would you want? Pat? Okay, so you're, you do you want your own personal one, or do yeah. you just want this to exist? No, I want my own personal one. I want it to exist. <laughs> what the heck good is that? I want I want my own Klingon bird of prey. Okay, I just think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the other two, I mean, so you could slingshot it around the sun. I would, yeah. You could do, look at all the things. I mean, you think of the number of times in all the different series. Would you put whales in it? Yeah, maybe, but okay. they've already I've already repopulated the species. So only if you, he's got wait, somebody wait, he can call out. Then there'll be whales here. Admiral, there'll be whales. Wait, wait, wait. Whales Hold here. on. You've repopulated the species? Yeah, apparently. I, you know, all on his own, he's repopulated <laughs> the humpback whale species. Yeah. That's why he's not allowed at SeaWorld anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they like you these, very much. These are but not, they're not the hell. They are not the hell your whales. And I suppose they told you that? The hell they did. You'll be here <laughs> yep. in the park. It's his way. It's his way. Yeah. Um, you did a little, a little too much DLS. Yeah, did. <laughs> DLS. LDS. LDS. Yeah. Um, all right. So you said bird of prey. I say holodeck. Yep. Like, Good I, choice. I, and I was back and forth on transporter holodeck because then I'm like transporter. Then I could just like go wherever Bam. I want within Bam. seconds. But it, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's always confused me about the transporter. Why, in some episodes of the show, do they talk about having transport credits? Like, there's transporters. Just, why can't you just transport people wherever they want to go? But then, why they, all then of they a sudden? Into, why all of a sudden in season six did we hear of something called gold press latinum? Well, in yeah. season one through five, we were told it's a there's no money moneyless well, society. There's no money on Earth. True. <clears throat> gold press latinum is all the Ferengi and the other people. Right, but the, so where does the Starfleet officer get his gold press latinum? Because if there's no money on Earth. Are we still paying them? We're not paying. We're not paying Starfleet officers. So then, where does Riker get his latinum for his gambling? It's a gift from a Beta Z wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Got the bouquet. <laughs> All right, I stepped you know, into that you're, one. You're, I will. You're uh, you're going through the receiving you. line and shaking hands and trying not to look down and <laughs> okay. you know the uncle slips you an envelope and you're like, where did you keep that this whole time? <laughs> 
don't <coughs> in my jacket pocket. I don't know, um, but I hate paper cuts. Half <laughs> <laughs> shields are down twelve percent. Um, wow! <laughs> I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. One more hit on the rear of shields, and we're done for. They just stab Troy in the turbo shaft. <laughs> the episode is called Phantasms. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, yes, holodeck. I would totally take the holodeck because yeah. then just being able to program it for whatever you wanted and yes. boom, you're there. And yeah, I'm good. Uh, and you said, tra- or no, you said transporter. I said transporter. Yeah. Like all the wasted time and traffic and cars oh, and yes. planes. God help us all. I can't even think of how many times I've said, you know what? I wish that existed now. Oh, my God. So that, like, you know, we're, it, it's only like to drive a half hour from here to here, but I don't want to. But that's it a half hour, sense. man. Right. Right. Think of the things you can accomplish in a half hour. Mm-hmm. More nap time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nap time in the morning. We'll find it the beta. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, more nap time at night, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. time is so precious. The conga lines get, get awkward. The bunny hop? Oh. <laughs> Oh, this is kids' man. limbo. Everybody back up ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, on that note. On that note. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our Star Trek: The Next Generation two episode extravaganza. extravaganza. So we have basically run. You know what? Actually, our podcast has run longer than the best of both worlds. That's awesome. It's we've, we've That's gone exciting. longer than those episodes. So. We so this is basically this the best of both podcasts. That's outstanding. So, uh, so thank you for joining us for our Star Trek The Next Generation stuff. If you've got stuff about Star Trek The Next Generation that we talked about uh, and you totally disagree, let us know. Uh, if there's anything that we skipped over and you want to join in and say, hey, you guys totally forgot to talk about this, let us know. Uh, you can let us know by emailing us, going to our website. If you go to our website, it's got all the different ways that you can find us, get in touch with us. Uh, go to 30podcasts, it's 30podcast.com. Um, emails on there, all the ways you can listen to us, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, most likely our next episode after this one will be where we talk about all the stuff that came out of the D23 Disney Expo and the Comic-Con trailers, which we just watched a whole bunch of them today, so we definitely have some stuff to talk about. And then coming up very, very soon, we're going to be back to our 80s movies here in a few, in a couple of weeks. But coming up very soon, it's going to be our 150th episode where we talk about movie music. And we got to get on, uh, now that we've finished our Google Doc of Star Trek extravaganza. We got to do our Google Doc of like our top five movie soundtrack stuff. Yes. So that'll be our that'll be our next challenge and how to narrow down things that really can't be narrowed down. All right. Well, in the meantime, would you, is everything a Beta Z wedding now? You just yes. you're you're laughing at everything, and I feel like that's all you're picturing. Yes. Okay. You've heard the old phrase, right? If you're nervous, picture the naked. Okay. Beta Z wedding. <laughs> There it is. Where everybody's nervous. <laughs> but not that nervous. <laughs> men are men and the... Okay. <clears throat> well, truly find out who the best man is. All right. Well, on that note... <laughs> oh, it's, it's a little late. It's late. It's a little late. We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining this us, everybody. This podcast fuel. Think about that. I know. Right, usually we are uh, relaxing at home with a little uh, podcast juice, and mm-hmm. yeah, we never make it out of the time causality loop if we were thinking podcast juice. Oh yeah, no. this is very true. We, we'd be we'd true. be stuck in there with uh, Captain Fraser Crane, and <laughs> but he'd be listening. <laughs> but he'd be listening and playing the piano, and you know, 
hitting golf balls <laughs> off of Stargate. And <laughs> That's right. And betas at weddings. All right. Well, we will see you all next time. Uh, in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and live long and prosper. <laughs>